Welcome to another episode of Three Men and a War Game. I am Paul, and I am so deep into Star Wars shit right now, it's not even funny. I am uh, Chops, aka Kevin, uh, and I am not so hopeless about the other side this week. And uh, I am Chris, aka Potter, and I hate Paul with the fiery passion of life. That's not nice, dude. You made me spend a lot more money. I'm I, I'm angry at you. It's not my anger is for the first time with buying minis is redirected from chops to you. <laughs> I don't understand what I did. Um, being that I have plastic pre-painted ships in front of me that I never thought I'd ever buy. You exploited his love of Star Wars, Paul. You did. Don't... You exploited me. I feel used. Um, I didn't even get a reach around on this one, so... You, you do get a reach around. It's called the games we play. Uh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. So that's been that's been, that's been been how our week's going down here in North Carolina. How are things with uh, you, Chops? You getting any hobbying done and all that jazz? Yeah, I, uh, I finally finished my, uh, my commander box for the other side. It is actually done, actually based. I'm going to take some pictures in my light box tomorrow uh, of them, and I'm actually going to play a one commander game of the other side tomorrow, which is nice. really exciting. Yeah, I've got one of my local guys wants to try it, uh, and I am happy to oblige. Uh, also, tonight, you guys saw, I spent, uh, I spent an hour on three of my... I believe striped skulkers. I, I don't really know the names of my uh, gibbering hordes as well as I should, but I spent three hours on, or I spent an hour on three of them, uh, and I bought some new Liquitex acrylic inks tonight. I bought a vivid lime green, a cadmium yellow, and a white, uh, and I used these inks to do a pretty cool airbrush blend of a uh, bright ass fucking green on these things and they look pretty rad i think i i believe anytime anything is that bright from the 80s looking the only way to describe it is rad yeah they are they, they, it looks like it got vomited right out of the the early 90s late 80s i'm i'm super into it looking good yeah i'm i mean i'm i'm pretty after looking at it i'm pretty sure that it's like wearing a skater die shirt yeah yeah i'm i'm, I'm with it and I'm I'm very happy with uh with the hour of effort. I think it won't take too much actual brush time to get them table ready. And uh, since I don't have a desire to spend as many hours on my hordes as I did on my King's Empire, just having them table ready and demo ready is good enough. Yeah, that's pretty great. I'll be I'll be curious to hear how your demo goes uh, and whether it catches on. Uh, Potter, how about you? What you, you do any, uh, fun hobby and stuff? Um, uh, not lately, uh, outside of what I'm working on right now. Um, this is probably the first hobbying I've done in a while. I've, uh, Chops, uh, posted up some really, really cool, um, Grey Knights that were taken and converted from Sequiturs from Age of Sigmar into Grey Knights, and it got my mind juices flowing, so I'm, I'm, I'm custom building a, a librarian right now for my, my Ultramarines. Yeah, so. and it, it's worth taking a second to, to go over this too. So the the conversion that we're talking about, we saw I, I saw it on a on a Facebook group and, and what it was was somebody took the easy to build sequiturs, uh, they hacked the hands off, 
they dremeled the shoulders down and took the heads off. So all that's really missing is the heads, hands, and shoulders. And then they put uh, Grey Knight helmets, Grey Knight weapons, um, and Grey Knight shoulder pads. And then they added some purity seals to them. And they are amazing. It's one of the coolest and simplest conversions. Like It's one of the coolest simple conversions uh, I think I've ever seen. Um, I was stunned by how cool they were and, and shared them in the Discord. And now, yeah, Potter is working on his own Primaris Librarian in the same vein because it was worth stealing. Uh, I might yeah, do the so, same thing. Yeah, so I mean, I've got the I've got one of the kits right now, and I've I've chopped one of the legs off. So because I'm not a big, huge fan of the 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 Sigmarite leggings, the, the legs. Sigmarite leggings in a in a 40k setting, I wanted my power my power armor legs. So I've chopped one of those off. Um, because the guy I, the the robes I'm choosing, um, has one of the legs sticking through, but then like I'm cutting the foot off the other one to put it in and putting a marine foot there and then that's his whole torso will be cut off and put with the space marine librarian chest and it's basically the whole idea is that i'm building uh i'm custom building my own primaris tigerius for my ultramarines so very cool that's my that's my thought process at this point well that's pretty awesome yeah so but other than that no hobbying because uh i am now a uh new new proud puppy owner Yay. So, got a new addition to the family. That's fantastic. Yeah, he's cool. Rescued from the pound. Rescued from the pound. Good for you. Kids like him. Ruby's okay with him. So, the you know existing dog and kids have uh, approved. So, now we just got to wait to make sure that he will continue being awesome like he is. And, you know, he'll get to stay with the family. That's yeah. Really great. That's good. Fantastic. One one more out of the pound and into a happy home. Yeah, and that's just as one a, more person. Also, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say it was just one more dog for Paul to watch when I go out of town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as an also dog adopter, I uh, definitely uh, approving. Oh yeah, this is my my first dog. I got my, the one I have right now, Ruby. She's a golden retriever Chow mix, and she's a rescue. So. This guy was definitely 100%. I knew if when I got another dog, it was going to be a, a rescue. rescue. That's all I do. Yeah. Got to do it. Yep. yep. He's, he's three, they guesstimate. So. Aww. He's he's pretty. He looks a lot like one of mine. Yeah. Which is so. not a bad thing. Nah, he's a good dog. How about you, Paul Hobbyan? Uh, well, my, my hobby was a little bit different because this weekend – I managed to take my hobby room that was a horrible, horrible mess, and I got it into wonderful shape, um, and it is functional, and I can paint, and I can hang out in here, um, so it's absolutely fantastic. So this is the first time in a long time that I've actually been able to uh, mess around with hobbying while we record. Hey, that's awesome. Yeah, so it's it it actually like the the mental uh calmness that it brings to know that this room is is settled and and organized and ready to go is uh super helpful in general. And uh, so and and oh, go ahead, Potter. Oh, I was just saying I was like I I know what it was like when I finally got mine up and running, so I can only imagine what you feel like. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. And so like I was able to like just now waiting, I was able to put out some of the X Wings models and some Star Wars Legion models and 
um, you know, just being able to have them out and, and ready to go. And uh, it's, it's nice. It's nice. It really is. So I better not let my wife hear me say too much about that because then she'll make me clean everything. I think that, um, uh, that pretty naturally segues us into what you guys wanted to talk about tonight though, which is a little bit of tales of glory. Uh, yeah. Start off with Paul's glory. Well, we gotta we gotta talk about the fact that last week, uh, if you if you listen to the show, one of the things that we we talked about was the possibility of running uh, a Vader Palpatine list, and um, on air, Chops and uh, Chris put together a list, and Potter and I played it, and we saw what happened, and we have things to talk about. Well, I'll, I will caveat that I did com- customize the army a little bit more off air. Um, so, oh yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know anything about the game. I would have expected yeah. you to do that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, so I know. So originally, what the list was, if you didn't list la- listen last week, was um, Palpatine with anger uh, and force reflexes. It was Vader with anger, force reflexes, and saber throw. And then it was three stormtrooper units with DL, uh, DLT 19s, a, a Royal Guard unit with tenacity and a electro staff, and then it was a scout uh, sniper unit, the two man squad. Uh, that was basically, I think it was like at 794, 795, somewhere around there. I think points wise, uh, I finagled the points a little bit and dropped the second scout unit and picked up a Imperial officer and the. Um, the uh, um, the medic droid uh, into the list, so that's what I ended up playing. So I went in with six activations, um, and then again a, a healer, the Imperial officer, but everything else was exactly the same. So that's what my list was going in, and I was at seven ninety three with that list. I could have thrown in a grenade, but um, you know, yeah, yeah. But it, I mean, in a in a competitive atmosphere, it. It uh, kind of lends you to being in the position where you're going to end up using your deck of cards to determine the scenario. Correct. Which I think we have things to talk about when we get around to that part. Yeah, we, we do. <laughs> so so what I ended up bringing against this list, um, it was just a few days after Jin or so in the Pathfinder. Well, I guess a, a week or so after the Jin, or, Jin and the Pathfinders came out, so... Uh, I was pretty excited to try them out. So I made a list that I called Ladies of the Rebellion. And it was it was pretty straightforward. Um, but it had, pulling up the list here, and I'm trying to talk through it. So it had uh, Princess Leia with commanding presence and emergency stims. Jin Erso improvised orders, emergency stims, and her pistol. Um, one, two, three units of rebel troopers with the Z6, which is basically a uh, Gatling gun, um, uses white dice, but six of them. Um, fleet troopers with a scattergun trooper, a uh, unit, or, or unit of rebel pathfinders, uh, and they had, um, uh, uh, what's had his name? Pay, you had Peo. Yeah, at Pow and the uh, Pow, Pow, whatever his name is. Yeah, and and the A three hundred weapon upgrade. Um, and then I brought a Rebel Commander with the sniper, 
and two ATRTs with rotary blasters. So for scenario, we ended up getting some pretty crap uh, draws on it. And what we ended up going with was breakthrough as the scenario, clear conditions for our weather, and we got just a normal, you know, uh, six inch deployment zone to standard typical 40k deployment um, it was probably the most basic generic game that we could have played uh, mm -hmm. with our card draw and i think it actually made the game i don't know i didn't like the combo it just felt a little basic and generic but it, and i will also say in the first and I made this comment the Wednesday night when we were playing in the year that I've been playing this game. That's the first time I've ever gotten that combo. Yeah. Which is, which that is sucks, pretty interesting. You guys spent the whole time telling me how it doesn't do that. Uh... <laughs> well, I mean, it, again, it's, it's, it's random and it was, you know, I know, I, I know. I'm just giving cause I had to get, there was, there was one, one deployment that I had to get rid of that I knew it was going to hurt me with such a low model count. And then that left us with, you know, um, the L shape, the the four corner L shape deployment, and then the standard deployment, um, and then uh, weather conditions were next, and then the scenarios after that. I know Paul, I think you vetoed one of the weather conditions, right? And I think yeah, I don't, I, I don't remember. I don't remember the order that that went through. To be perfectly yeah, honest, I, yeah, but I mean that's what we ended up with. But um, I think that kind of made the game a little uh, not so fun in my in my my uh for for my my army because of the fact that with such a large deployment area with breakthrough and having only six units uh i could not cover the field it just wasn't going to happen um i would get i would have gotten too spread thin and i would have just got blown off the board so uh i decided to go with a refuse flank for my deployment because of this uh which also meant that i knew that I was just going to be giving up some points. But what I was hoping to do was just try to, you know, ram my army down his throat with what everything else was left and get to that other side of the, the, the table edge and hopefully outpoint him, which did not happen, foreshadowing. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I mean, so getting into that, because we'll, we'll come around on, on what worked and what didn't, um, you know, since since Chris, you ended up using the refused flank. I was able to take great advantage advantage of Generso and the Pathfinders and their ability to deploy anywhere on the board uh, outside of three generic Imperial units from an enemy model. So basically, those two started the game in scoring position. That's I, crazy. Yeah, I mean, so I was able to take care of the Pathfinders. Um, I got them off the board pretty. Pretty readily, um, you know, several DLT 19 shots into them, uh, and you know, some some normal blaster fire, boom, got them off the table, no big issue. With Jen over there, kind of pretty much out of the way, and the only thing she's doing is holding a flank. Uh, I decided to ignore her and leave her alone and go after the rest of the army. Um, where I felt that I floundered was the fact that I had a very good alpha strike. That army would was very good at doing that. I, I was able to get rid of a lot of his models very quickly, but it didn't have staying power. Um, so like pretty much by the end of the game, 
I think the only thing I had left was Vader, Palpatine, and one Stormtrooper unit left. Um, I think that's all I had left. So uh, I'm going to disagree with you on the staying power because your Stormtroopers, the one the one unit that you sent after Jin, um, the reason why they ended up going so quickly was because they were completely unsupported and they had to face down Jin, the Pathfinders, and another unit of Rebel Troopers that was making their way across the board over there. Oh no! I mean, I I, right? I agree. With, so I, so and I your your other flank. your other unit on the other flank that I ended up wiping out. The only reason why they got wiped out is because I had to put everything I had into them for the entire game, and then you had another full unit hiding out behind. Uh, on the back end of the of the board, um, and plus on top of that, you still had Vader and, and Palpatine. So I don't know that you didn't have staying power. I think it's just that that they did eventually whittle down, but it was nowhere near as quickly as as making it sound like they had no staying power. I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess so. The the only problem that I had is that because it. I feel like I feel like I didn't have staying power because of how slow Palpatine and Vader are. I mean, it took three turns to get either of them in a position where they were ever going to be anything remotely worthwhile. Now, I agree on turn four. I completely misplayed Vader by going over to have him support my remaining Stormtrooper unit. They had that unit on lockdown. There was no reason for him to do it. I misplayed that turn. I agree. That was a tactical mistake on my part. Um, I could have thrown him somewhere else where he would have been a little bit more useful going into the later part of the game. But again, where I've got, and as Bab corrected my math, 25% of my army, it takes three, three turns, four turns for them to get into play. Now, granted, what they touched died. I'm not mm-hmm. going to lie about that. When, when Palp- Palpatine unloaded and, you know, uh, with his one pip card, when Vader went in there, they everything died that they touched. Not going to lie about that. And that's never been my issue with it. It's my issue with them is the fact that they're 25 percent of the army. They take forever to get in a position. I need a little bit more help because of the fact that they are so much of my army. That's why as an Empire player wanting to play those two specific commanders is this scenario is only in with these two specific commanders because I do know that there are. Palpatine, Boba Fett list out there that are very successful. They're very good lists, so I, I get it. I'm just talking about a pure Vader Palpatine mo- lineup, list. yeah, right. You know, so 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 here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to completely counter what you just said. The problem was not with the Vader Palpatine combination. The problem was with breakthrough. If you had any other scenario that was going to be live in the middle of the board as opposed to trying to get across it, there's no way in hell I was going to win the game. There's hey. no way I could have dealt with Vader and Palpatine, Imperial Guards, and all of those Stormtroopers. And, and you and I did talk about that after the game was over, and I and I do agree to that to to a point. I, I do. I, I see where you're coming from on that. I understand your your standpoint on that, that uh, piece. So I will give you that. Um, my again uh i do know that i played i i played a list that probably wasn't as as decent as it or as a um competitive as i should be you know i we talked about it the the repair droid or the medic droid 
he just he didn't do what I thought he was going to do um, with him only being able to uh, heal twice. It, it basically the whole point of him was to bring him to make sure Palpatine lived. I end up using him on stormtroopers, which worked uh, out well because that stormtrooper unit ended up lasting until the end of the turn until yes. the end of the game because of well, that. Well, it wasn't just them. I, I did it on two. I did it them and one other unit. So one one wound went into them. One wound went into the other stormtrooper unit. Yeah. So I mean, I agree. the The medic did the medic droid did what it was supposed to do. Um, you know whether. Whether I agree with the points were probably used appropriately, I'm not sure about that. I, I'm not sold on that just yet, but I'll, I'm going to keep playing and I'm going to keep finagling it. I agree that I think I want to play different scenarios because I do think that you are right that the, a different scenario would play into it better. Um, I still think that the two of them at a competitive level are not there. See, and, um, and, and again, I'm going to disagree with you on the competitive level. Simply because if you're coming in at 793 points, most of the time at that point, you're going to be the one whose cards are getting used to determine scenarios. And since you only have to bring four of the five, you leave breakthrough at home and you never have to deal with breakthrough. True. But like we also said, there were, what was the point? <sighs> Shit. There was a point that I just wanted to make uh, that we talked about the other night about that as well too damn it i feel like that's a pretty strong point though like just leaving no. that one scenario you're 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 weak against out of the pool i'm a, i'm really curious to hear about future games because it sounds like the list is strong uh it just you you played like an absolute uh counter match and like i agree with the that the fact that you had the guys the, the guys that can that can come straight up the board which is the objective in breakthrough you know, against it is like the absolute worst scenario for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm really curious to hear about your guys's future matches uh, and, and just other matches against other opponents of that list. Cause it sounds devastating. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've got a game. So that's what I need to talk to you, Paul. I'm not going to be able to play X wing on uh, Wednesday. Uh, Cause I forgot I had captain Marvel tickets for Thursday. So I've had to reschedule with my guy for Thursday to Wednesday. Okay. Um, so I'm, I am going to play a different opponent playing a guy in the local area. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure if he's a rebel or if he's a, uh, uh, imp player, but, uh, I am going to take the list. I am going to mess with it and try and bring in this, this, I'm trying to keep the medic droid in. I think the officer was a waste of points. Uh, I think she's good for what her, her role is in the game. Uh, but I think for that list, uh, where Vader just goes, you don't care about being suppressed. Uh, that her points are her abilities as an officer are just they're not useful. So, so, so let's uh, if you don't mind theory crafting a little bit here for a second. Yeah. Um, if you were to drop that, how would you feel about taking the comms guy instead? And with the comms guy taking the comm upgrade uh, that you can exhaust in order to give yourself a um order regardless of where you are or what well, gets what gets pulled because because what i'm thinking is that then you are you are in a fantastic position to be able to seriously control your order pool between emperor palpatine being able to give orders to imperial guards a unit of stormtroopers who can then 
take an order basically wherever they are on the board, plus whatever you pulled from from the order 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 you know from your order cards from your command cards. So you're you're really putting yourself in a position where you can control a lot of that. Yeah, I just have to get to the point where I remember to actually use Palpatine's ability. Yeah, that's always a good thing. Because I was not very good about doing that in our game. Um, I it's definitely something to to look at. Um, I w- it would be still be a point savings because of the fact that uh, that model is still cheaper. Yeah, it's nine points plus the upgrade, so it might be a yeah. ten point upgrade. So that I think that's about the same. Or you, or I think on the imperial side, you might be one point down if that's the same as it is for the rebels. I don't have any of the cards or the website up in front of me, so I'm not. I I can't check. But um, I it, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna do some theory crafting. I I think I'm gonna throw the snipers back in. Uh, I've really enjoyed bringing the snipers when I play uh, my imps. I think they fit what the uh, what the the empire does really well. Um, you know, which is just try and get rid of those high target value models real quick, which you know pretty much buff rebels. So. Um, I mean, we'll see. I, I'm, I'm actually, I came out a little bit more op- optimistic out of that game, uh, wanting to try things a little bit more. So I will, we'll see what happens. Um, like I said, and, and I want to play other opponents too, which I'm getting the opportunity to do that this week. So let, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm excited to hear about more, uh, more of that list because that seems like a fun thematic list to play. Oh, it definitely was. I mean. Uh, you know, just going out there and just having Vader uh, throw a saber around while Palpatine's shooting lightning at people is just—it it is a lot of fun. Yeah, it was—it was not pleasant to uh, face. I'll—I'll I'll just say that it was—it was a—it was, was a hell of a hell of a uh, fight that I had to put up. Yeah, I mean, you did a good job though. I mean, you kept Leia out of harm's way. I couldn't touch her. Um, you know, I, I did my best to to avo- get Palpatine out of the way of her orbital bombardment, but you know, I, I just couldn't avoid it. Leia's Leia's good, man. Leia's Leia's so good. Yeah, I feel like she doesn't have any reason to be that good, but she's just fantastic. I mean, she's the heart of the rebellion, man. I know, but for for a stand in the back support caster, I mean, she's just always doing something somehow. Um, which is, which is pretty, pretty interesting, I think. So, um, yeah, so that should go to a thousand points. (laughs) Shut up with that. You're wrong. Anyway. Um, so, um, Chris, what else are you getting into? I think I said it a minute ago, didn't I? What else are you getting into? X-Wing. So what? What? Not, uh, not just X-wing though, you guys. Don't 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 tell don't don't lie to our listeners. It's X-wing and Armada. You guys are worse X-wing. than me now, officially. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, Chris, how did that happen? You you explo- I think as as Chops said it accurately, you exploited my love of Star Wars to. Uh, right around the time that I got my uh, my my uh, taxes, my tax refund back. Oh sure, yeah. All this is my fault. No, uh, for for loyal listener, uh, this is not my fault because I so said, "Hey fault. Chris, you should play X Wing." 
And I said, no, I want big ships if I'm going to play space battles. So yep. I bought Armada. <laughs> and then somehow I still managed to talk into X-Wing. You did. Okay, so, uh, like Chops, you, you, <laughs> Chops, you have experience with both of these games, right? I, uh, I mean, well, minimal, but you, you do, and... right? Yep, yep. Okay, so what I want to talk about, uh, as far as these two games go, is what's interesting about them? And, and what right. made what made you guys interested in these games in general? Well, the first thing that made me excited... So, X-Wing was my, like, first step back into miniature wargaming. Um, like, that was... That was actually the first thing I bought back in. I bought into um, way, way back. I guess at this point, it's been a while. That game's been out for longer than I remember. I think twelve. Um, it came out. Yep. Yeah, it's been out for a long time now. Um, and I, I bought in day one. Um, day one, I had a starter, uh, and I bought all of Wave One. And I, I think the thing that was interesting to me at the time was I want at the time if I can get back into that metal, mental state, I really wanted to get back into miniatures gaming. Um, but I really wasn't in, interested in the hobby aspect. I just wanted to play a miniatures game. Uh, and I think at that level, it's still uh, pound for pound the best game on the market. And maybe the best game in that space that's ever been released. Like a miniatures war game for non-hobby gamers. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I still don't think it's been dethroned out of that space. There's been lots of games like it in the past, like Hero Clicks and monster apocalypse one point star trek attack know, wing star, right sure yeah D attack wing all those games um, and i still think it, it pound for pound even in its 2.0 iteration it still fits that niche uh to to the the highest uh, ability of that niche to be filled um and then the 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 crux of it too is that it is a, it's one of those games that's simple to learn. Like the, the 1.0 rules menu, I think was 17 pages when it first came out. Um, and they fit a lot of depth into those 17 pages by, you know, keeping the abilities on the ships varied and uh, making them feel like their own things, making the rebel ships feel the way you feel like they should. Uh, and the, the empire ships, you know, especially like tie fighters being fragile, but being able to, you know, take a fleet of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really captured that whole Star Wars magic. Like I remember the first couple of games I uh, I played. I you know I had my dad over to my apartment, you know, because I was excited to show somebody, and he was the first person I could talk into trying it. And you know we were like playing John Williams music in the background, and I was trying to get like a. I remember I downloaded like a Star Wars soundboard, and I was playing laser, you know, <laughs> sounds while we were rolling the dice. Uh, and I think the game still it still has that magic. I you know it's not as appealing to me as it once was, uh, but I think it's it's a great system for all the reasons I just mentioned. And hopefully you guys you know there's some more things that I missed here that you guys can hit on. But I I think that that for me is is what originally attracted me to it. Okay, um, Potter, how about you? What made you come around? Because you were pretty adamant about not playing x-wing multiple times and i and i mean and honestly i couldn't tell if it was just you um you know just trying trying to fight it yeah just fighting it or just being like oh i'm gonna get this but i want to harass paul for a little bit um (laughs) so it it might have been a little column a a little column b okay so so what made you come around on x-wing 
So yeah, like I have, like I, I, I think I've, I very publicly have said on this podcast, I don't want to play that game. I have zero desire to play that game. Uh, and I, and honestly, it, you know, you've showed me. Uh, I think it was like last year, uh, when we were first getting into Legion, that you showed me how to play like a quick demo game of of X Wing, and it just. I never wanted to get into the game because for me, if if it's Star Wars, I want big freaking cruisers. Uh, you and I have had the conversation. Just it is always Star Destroyers have always stuck in my head that it Star Destroyers equal Star Wars because you know from from Episode Four, watching that intro scene, the Star Destroyer going over top of that Corvette, pulling it in, and it was just like that has as a child to a grown man child that has stuck with me for my life like with with star wars so like i want cruisers i want star destroyers x-wing has none of those so i was never interested in x-wing like yeah it's got tie fighters yeah it's got vader's ship you know you got luke and his i mean and then they've even gone through you know you got slave one now you've got the whole rogue the rogue models from star wars rebels like they're they're great minis um i think fantasy flight's done a great job with the detail on these especially now that i have them in my possession they're they're fantastic minis what got me around, in all honesty, was you saying, let's do battle reports. We can get this on the table <laughs> quick and easy, and we can play games and get stuff up on a YouTube channel and start piloting that for the podcast, and that is what got me into X-Wing. That was the sole selling point of getting me into X-Wing was, let's do this for the podcast for for YouTube videos. Okay. Okay, so it was it was completely practical. It was it was a very practical standpoint, yes. Okay, so the, now let me ask you this: since you ha- you said you have models on hand, right? Yes, I do. They're right you in picked front of up me. Some stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, have you have you had a chance to look through the rules? No, you should know that by now. Yeah, well, you know they're like <laughs> ten pages, so I thought maybe you would look. No, I've been busy. I have a new dog in my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Well, then there goes that line of questioning. Thanks, Chris. You're welcome. Um, well, why don't you describe some of the rules for us, especially uh, since we might have some listeners who also would have never given this game a second look because it, you know, feels a little bit uh, noobish for some, you know, for lack of a better word, to some minis gamers. You know, it doesn't. It seems, you know, like uh, you know your your little cousin's miniatures game, <laughs> even though that's not necessarily true. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? It can be that game. That's 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 one of the things that you said earlier, Chops, that I think is is actually one of the biggest credits to X-Wing, is that it can be that game that you can play with your little cousin at Thanksgiving when your parents are just tired of your cousin and they send them off with you. Um, because it is so simple to learn. Because... Uh, measuring straightforward because you have all of your your measuring tools. You have all of your dice are just you know simple pictures, so you could easily do that. So you're right; it is a simple game. But where the game truly shines is the fact that it's all about trying to outsmart your opponent. Right? It's not just about overpowering them but actually outsmarting them because of the way the mechanics work and the way that you have to 
declare your moves because you declare all your moves in secret, right? So where your ships end up, you're you're doing and and you're doing that for every single one of your ships at the beginning of your turn. So you it's not like it's a, a you go I go type game where you can look and say, okay, well they move this model. I can counter them by activating this one and and taking advantage of of that model that's now in a bad position. You don't know where they're gonna where the opponent's models are going to end up. So you have to actually outthink where you believe your opponent is gonna go. Yep. Yeah, it's like a it's like a forty five minute game of chicken. That's exactly what it is. And and the mechanics allow it to be that. Um just because the whole time you're playing, you're just thinking, all right, well, I think that TIE fighter is going to end up over here. So if I, you know, do a, a easy bank maneuver, I'll end up behind him and be able to take him out and stay out of his range. And that's to me where the genius of the game is. Yeah, it, it is really cool. And, and for that exact reason, that reason that it's like, uh, it's that, that like you, your brain against your opponent's brain and this very, very simple framework of rules. Yeah. And, um, and, and that's, what's really neat about it. Uh, that's what, that's what's always intrigued me about X-Wing is that, that just going, okay, what is my opponent going to do? How can I counter it without seeing what they're doing? So, Chris, you excited to give it a shot? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm, ex- I'm excited to give it a shot. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't have gone out and spent, you know, whatever money that I have spent on this game already, you know, because I've I've went out, I've got the core set. Uh, I went out, bought another Tie Fighter the other day. Uh, got into the list. Uh, I will say that the only redeeming quality of Battlefront Two was the fact of the inclusion of the Inferno Squad. Uh, so now knowing that they've got rules as pilots uh, in the game in X-Wing has got me excited. I built a list and it was pretty much Vader leading the entire entire Inferno squad. So from a thematic standpoint, I'm excited rad. about that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, thematically I'm excited. Uh, you know, we did get to play our first game of Armada the other day. Um, oh, spoiler, spoiler alert, we're playing Armada sorry. too. Yeah, spoiler. But I think we said that last. I think we talked about that last week. So I don't think that was too much of a spoiler. But we actually got. I I mentioned it like ten minutes ago. You guys. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's true too. Yeah. So um, you we actually got models on table last week. Uh, so I think looking at that, it's a little bit more. That one's a lot more of what X Wing is, in my personal opinion, in terms of like the planning, the moves ahead. Because that one you have to plan three moves ahead. Whereas like X Wing, you're planning, you know, well, you have to play as many moves ahead as how big your ship is, right? Oh, I guess if you're playing Imperial, all your ships are huge. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I mean I get so yeah, so for me, yeah, for me I'm planning three moves ahead with, with my cruisers. Um but like where X Wing you're only you're doing each ship gets one order one at a time. If I remember correctly from first edition. I know things may have changed in second edition. Um it, but, that is true, but there there is also the uh, the complexity of piloting skill, uh, and right. like knowing knowing your opponent's piloting skill. So knowing when you're going to move versus when your opponent ships are going to move uh, is a very very important part of X Wing. Right. Yeah. So I mean, I, I'm looking forward to it. Um, 
it's got some i mean again it's got some great minis uh fantasy flight's done an amazing job with these minis um i i am head over heels uh, in love with a lot of uh the i think what is it the the scoundrels what are the mercenaries models Scum and, scum and villainy. There you go, scum and villainy. Well, I don't know why I couldn't remember it. Um, like the slave one, that model is just fantastic. I saw uh, we I went to one of the local stores and saw it on the shelves the other day. Great sculpt, fantastic mini. Um, you know, Phoenix the the Phoenix models from or, or not the Phoenix, but the the ghost looks great. Um, yep. from, looks from Star great. Wars Rebels, yeah. So I mean, they've they've done a, a fantastic job with these uh, these minis. Uh, so I'm excited to get them on the table to play them because Star Wars Degenerate. You know, I, I'm going to enjoy the game just by, because it's Star Wars. Uh, is this something I'm going to play all the time? Probably not. But again, you know, let's get some let's get some 2.0 battle reports on the on the channel and let's get things going and see what other games we can get up there. Hells to the yes. All right, so 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 let's go with this. Let's let's take the uh, next line of questioning. Uh, Armada. Okay. Uh, first time on the table. I know it was late, and and you had we had played Legion already. But what were your first thoughts of of Armada going through that demo game? Uh, first thoughts were exactly the same exact thoughts of Wild West Exodus. Fuck this game. This is too complex. I don't care to play this. Uh, and then as we got through some turns and seeing more along the lines of what the planning phases was and, and things where I enjoyed it a little bit more. Um, I That is one I am a little bit more excited to put on the table. Uh, I'm You and I have had some conversations about our hopes of where Fantasy Flights puts the game. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I would like to see... You know, I know that they're not doing the Clone Wars stuff for, like, that Legion and X-Wing are getting. But I am hoping for things like, you know, resistance ships and first order ships uh so i I, i'm I'm hopeful that uh fantasy flight keeps supporting that game but i'm also at the same time very timid because of the lack of content that they've really been putting out um for the game recently it's been pretty slow yeah yeah i mean they they have put stuff out because i know paul you and i talked about that i think yesterday or today um you know, where so they have put stuff out, and I'm not denying that they have put stuff out. It's just, it's not at the pace that they're putting stuff out for X-wing and Legion. So I did some research on that, right? And this is what you were talking about: is that I I looked into it because I was curious about that. And so you have the Superstar Destroyer coming out this year. The Correct. last major release prior to that was the Chimera and the Profundity. In February of 18. Correct. So it's been over a year. So that's been a year since there's been anything new. And then before that, they were on basically a new wave every six months. Right. So that doesn't necessarily bode well to me. But at the same time, in that time period, they released X-Wing 2.0 and Star Wars Legion. So maybe they're going to just be looking at a 2.0 for it and then expand into other areas. Yeah, and I, and I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be against that either. Uh, that would actually be nice to, if they did that. You know, where, sitting where I'm at as a new player coming in, if they did a 2.0, I I would appreciate that. That way, I don't have to mess with you know learning uh, 1.0 rules and then switching over. Yeah, yeah, I can't imagine that it would be that soon though. I mean, I don't think so, but 
Who right. knows? It is fantasy flight. So chops. You did- I just think it's it's a it's a game with a smaller player base, right? Like, and it, and it, I think, you know, they were expecting it to do what X Wing did, and when it didn't do what X Wing did, I think you know it sort of killed the machine a little bit. Which is kind of funny because when so like what was it four years ago when that game came out when Armada came out, um, for everything that I heard about it outside of uh, its very large entry point for what you actually get. Which I, which is I know, was a big turnoff for a lot of people. I mean, you're you're coming in, you get one Imperial cruiser, you get two, uh, you know, uh, Rebel cruisers, and it's a hundred dollars, and they're small, and they're, yeah, it's not like you're getting a Star Destroyer, you're getting a small Star Destroyer, not the full size, you know, you're getting two, you're getting a medical frigate and a Corvette for the Rebels. Again, very small ships in in comparison to like Admiral Radis's or Home One for for Akbar, you know. So these are those are huge ships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's a high talking, cost of entry. Yeah, and I but the but the thing is is now now buying it myself and opening it and figure and now I know why the fucking tokens you get in that set. Holy shit. Yeah, there it, is it, a that's ton where, of that's stuff where, in there. That's where the money is. Is on it. it's not the minis. It you get you get almost every single token that you need for, and you'll never need to buy another expansion outside of what comes with your models for for their 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 planning tokens. But other than that, for like your shields, your uh, and all the other stuff that they got, you you don't need it because the starter set comes with it. There's a shit ton of tokens and cards in that in that set, and I think that's where your money is being spent. And yeah, unfortunately, and I mean, you don't see that from the outside of the box. Mm-hmm. And the bases in that game are a kind of a marvel, right? Like the rotating shields on mm-hmm. each arc, and like they're, it's they're just it's a very uh, impressive production that game. And it's uh, even though there's a lot going on, the the fact that there's a lot going on, and it's also simultaneously extremely easy to read at a glance is is kind of amazing and i think that's one of the coolest parts about that game is someone who understands the rules can look at the table and very quickly assess what's happening because everything reads very intuitively uh and and there's just a a huge amount of information being presented too so it's very cool yeah i mean from a from a design standpoint the only thing that i've got as a complaint from a design standpoint is the damage dials for the fighters um because it, it's it the base size of them are already so small and then you're trying to hold on to it and spin it and keep that model in place so you're not it, i don't like that it, it's just a little finicky in my in my personal opinion uh, that may be just a, a a first world problem but i mean that's that's right now my only design gripe that i have on armada yeah so i will say this though and this is going to sound like sacrilege you get to you guys but uh you guys know fantasy flight used to have a game called tides of iron do you know anything about this game so it's a world war ii game and i kind of wish they would take the armada rule set and please please i mean don't take away my star wars card here uh but I really wish that they would take a Tides of Iron uh, naval-based combat game and use aircraft carriers and uh, w- like World War II fighters uh, and make it a naval game. And, and I, I think it would be one of the coolest historical games 
that was so easy to get into and it would be again easy to pre-paint right because like naval uh naval aircraft carriers and gunboats are you know combinations of grays and washes right uh, so it'd be it's like painting easy. a star destroyer Right, right, exactly. exactly. It, it, it'd be very easy. And I think when I play Armada, it's it feels so much like I am like fighting, you know, in Europe uh, in a naval battle. It just the way that it controls feels that way. And, and I don't know if you guys agree or disagree that that would be a cool game. But I just feel like the rule set uh, and the way that the ships move in that game and, and the way everything handles would be really cool to do that way no i, I think it, i think the rule set for armada would would translate well for any kind of naval ship game regardless whether it's world war ii or not um i think they did a good job with with figuring out how the the ships move and the the design on that you know like star destroyers uh so for people that don't know the game like you each ship has a set speed that it can or cannot move uh and then you have a dial and you get to you can say okay i'm going to change my ship speed to four this turn so the really only ones that go four are your really small cruisers uh your uh, i think paul you're one of yours could do it was it the corvette i think yeah the corvette could get the four yeah so the corvette could get the four so like it's booking it up the field and it's you know and it's very linear in in way it moves because you know it's you you go up one distance and then you can click one or two times depending on what the ship does and that's that's the angle so that's the click like your your ruler will click uh up to two two one way two the other way and then you can you know then you could go up the next one for your speed two you can click it again speed three you can click it again so you can make these these moves you can turn but it's such a like a huge like like a sh- like a boat ship would be it's like this massive turn wide turn and yeah, that's how it works and, fa- and, it, and like yeah, that would translate really really well yeah i mean it's like you know for yeah. for for my star destroyer i can only move two that's it that's all i get i'm speed two with my turns because i'm i'm a big hunk of junk i'm a massive boat in space i can't move so yeah i just think it'd be really no cool. i think it would translate it well would- yeah, I think it'd be a really good World War II ship based, and and since they own the system, uh, yep. man, I just think that's a big untapped market for them. You know, you think about how many people play like Bolt Action and Flames of War, and and uh, Team Yankee. Like, you know, it, I think there's a big, a big potential market for it, um, and it would be cool to see because I think it that level of abstraction is is awesome. And that that's my two cents on Armada. Armada is a really good game. Uh, and I think it also lends itself very well to Star Wars, and it looks amazing on the table. I just, it, you know, if they were ever to do a theme swap for it, um, I think it would be really cool as a World War II game. Yeah, I will say when when Paul and I ended up putting like every ship we owned on the table, that that was that was really cool looking. Yeah, just to see what they all look like out there on a map. That was that was. Oh man! And when you get one of the like Mo- the Mon Calamari, like a, the the cruiser, the the battle cruiser that has the huge squadron level. Like when you launch a bunch of squadrons out of it, like just the visual of like imagining like all of these squads of fighters uh, coming out of the the launch bays of the ship. Like you can totally feel it. Uh, it's so cool. Yeah, it's 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 very very thematic i i really enjoyed that aspect of the game yeah i mean Um, it's it's oozing theme i mean the 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 profundity which is admiral redis's ship from rogue one um 
I mean, right end end of Rogue One, you have the uh, 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 Tanif Four come out of the docking bay and take off with the Death Star plans. They made that into a function in the game. So, like when you're playing, you can you can have a small base ship pop out of the profundity, and you can move a a uh, character card from the the capital ship to the small base ship because they hopped on there oh and they're God. and they're getting out. I didn't realize you could do that. That's so cool, right? Well, it's and, also like and and it's also and with his go ahead, Paul. with his uh, uh, his his uh, 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 flagship card his his uh admiral card or whatever you can have another ship pop out of hyperspace oh amazing just like just like in rogue one yeah and and so like the other cool thing is that i think is thematic is you know so rebels can have x-wings uh like you know light jump in light speed you know they can jump through light speed right there at the beginning of the battle boom they're already deployed they're in your deployment zone Whereas me, I don't get to do that as an Imperial player because my TIE fighters are docked in my ships. But X-Wings have light speed capabilities so they can jump in. Again, really thematic in terms of the rule set for the, for them, for your fighters. And when you're, when you're coming from a visual medium like movies, it's really important that if you're going to play a game based off of that, you know that that's a miniatures game that you have to be able to nail all of that all right and and again with the with the stuff that came out after rogue one with the profundity and the and the chimera they started having boarding actions as abilities in the game yeah because those were com- like yeah because there were boarding actions through the chimera through rebels right and even yeah. even rogue one with darth vader getting onto yep. radis's ship and destroying everybody and so I mean, they brought all of that in. Um, so I mean, I, I, I I'd kind of hate to see them kill off the game because, you know, there's there's so much that you could do with it. I think still. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm hopeful for for a 2.0. Um, I think there's a I think there was a lot of large vocal uh, people in the community upset when X Wing or Legion was coming out. X Wing was getting its, its 2.0. And people are like, really? All this stuff coming off for Legion and X-Wing, and you still have not put out a release for Armada in how long? Right. So, I mean, they obviously know that they've got a fan base that's wants it, that's missing it. Uh, hopefully, they'll hopefully they'll they'll, they'll deliver. Well, I mean, they are delivering one of the biggest miniatures they've ever ever manufactured for it. So true, true. The Super Star Destroyer is going to be. Uh, amazing uh i will spend 200 dollars on that thing <laughs> uh just to own it just because it rule of cool it'll be awesome in my house somewhere uh it'll be awesome it's when we're playing cool. it whoa dang i just was like popping on to see what stuff costs the interdictor is 1273 right now on amazon so that's not bad if no it's a four it's a 40 ship uh so if you want to get that uh that warp killing ship from rogue one there you go or from, yeah, yep. rebels. No, right? from episode nine. Or rebels? I don't remember. Yeah, that's rebels. Point. I think maybe I'm wrong. You're you're wrong often. Yeah, usually not too bad about Star Wars. Either way, it's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, that's not a that's not a bit. I think you know. I think right now there's probably you know a lot of stuff on sale with it. Um, just because interest is questionable and 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 
with not knowing what fantasy flight's going to do. But the other thing too, when I was researching when uh, uh, releases came out for it, they are still, they did just release a new season of organized play for it. Oh, that's cool. So it is being supported. So with organized play. Yeah. So they're yeah. still supporting it with organized play. Rad. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like it's completely gone. I mean, I can't imagine that a star Wars game would just peter uh, out. I hate it. I hate myself right now for looking this up on Amazon. Cause I'm like, I want to buy that ship and that ship and that ship. That's how it starts, man. That's how and, Paul uh, got me. Well, I've yeah. I got it's... a bunch of stuff for it though. See, it started for me because I was watching Legion battle reports and it would often, the page I was watching often went into an armada and I was like, well, I have X-Wing stuff. Maybe Potter will play X-Wing. And he's like, I want to play armada. Cruisers, man. Yeah. Cruisers. Yeah. A friend of the show, John, uh, has a lot of armada. Uh, so I have an opponent. Should <laughs> one. He's going to hear this and he's going to tell me to bring my armada stuff after the week after he hears it. Uh, well, good. Cause like just look at all these minis, man, makes me want to play some more. It's so, it's so cool visually. Well, you've always spoken very highly of the game. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I think even post Legion, it's uh, I think it's fantasy flights, best minis design still. Uh, I'll, I'll die on that hill too. I think it's the best, best design minis game that they've done so far. I don't, I don't even know that that, I don't even know that that can be questioned to be honest. It, the only reason that Legion might be more popular is because the setting is more approachable um, and it, and it, it seems more reasonable for a cost value, uh, especially for like a, a hobbyist, right? Cause you get a lot of enjoyment out of painting the minis. At least I do mm-hmm. um, where he, here it kind of robs you of that uh, unless you want to paint your squadrons, which seems pedantic. And I don't know that I'd ever want to do it. Um, Slap a wash on there. Yeah. They're so small. Um, but from every other standpoint, um, like from a a pure visual and pure star Wars fan, I like, and and also from a pure rules perspective, I I think it's, it's probably their best game. You're dying on a lot of Hills. These, uh, these past few weeks, there, chops. Hey man, uh, I'm, I'm still willing to die on that 800 point Hill. Uh, I, I think that's the right point level for, for Legion, uh, even though I, I have no authority to speak on it. Um, <laughs> well, I it just it, it games that I've seen and, and lists that I've built in my head and theory crafted out. It feels right on both sides. Oh, God. Well, yeah, I mean, Potter, you're just going to have to be wrong. Uh, you can you can try and think that I'm wrong. Okay. It's OK. All right. Well, um so you too, Bab. I know you're listening, Bab. You too. <laughs> so, uh, thinking about this, we've got a lot of Star Wars talk in today. Um, in, in case people didn't know, we do absolutely love it, and we've probably not talked Star Wars nearly as much as we should uh, on the show. But uh, yeah, so over the next couple of weeks, we'll probably have lots more Star Wars stuff to talk about. Um, and as, as Chris said, we want to start getting some of the pre-painted stuff up and on the YouTubes. Um, so we'll let you guys know when that really launches and, and gets moving. Um, because that's really important to us. Just got to do it. Yep. Just got to get it up and, and running. We could do it for here now that I have my hobby room straightened up. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean we've got we've got we've Paul and I've been in talks of a table for our our local area where we can film. So hopefully in the next few weeks we'll get something up. Um, oh my God, Paul, do do you have the uh, the sorry the X Wing two point uh, uh, Imperial? No, sorry, Empire uh, conversion kit. No, nope. no, he's playing Rebels. I just got the Rebel oh, one. You don't have the Imperial one. Never mind. Yeah, because the uh, the Upsilon oh shuttle is on sale for like fifteen dollars <laughs> on Amazon right now. Oh my god, it's so cool, dude! What t- talk about one of the coolest X-wing models? Oh my god, it's so rad. <laughs> so uh, if you're hearing this in in go check out Amazon, maybe it'll still be there. Yeah, if you want Kylo <laughs> Ren's. If you want Kylo Ren ship in X-wing, it's like fifteen bucks on Amazon. Oh, see, and that's not and that's not even in the that's Imperial one. Orders. That's in in uh, First Order. Oh right, 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 right. Yeah, they got they got separated. Yeah, they're, they're changing 2. that. 2.0. Yeah, First Order's got they they got separated in one I'm talking out of my ass, but they uh, either no, way, they just got separated now. Oh, yeah, they, I think that was, that was a two point move. Yeah. Them, because it was the whole thing was like you got three new factions because you uh well not three but like scum and villainy got a little bit more fleshed out because Boba Fett's now only scum and villainy, um uh-huh. and then uh, resistance and first order got their own factions. Right, oh, and now right. they're doing Jed, uh, uh, Republic uh, and separatist. Uh, separatist. Separatist. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, so I'll, what? I'll, seven, eight factions overall. I'll probably buy separatist ships. Like I, I'll probably buy separatist stuff for Legion too because I'm a junk. Get Grievous, man. Oh, I know. I need a Grievous-led droid army. Like, I need a hole in the head, but I'm going to buy it all anyway because I want to paint it so bad. And just, you know, again, you know, part of my enjoyment with playing a lot of games, like, you know, the reason I love playing Gremlins is because I love trolling and, like, especially playing Ulix. Like, I would, like, actually give, like, out loud Sueys when I was doing Suey playing the game. Uh <laughs> And being able to to be like Roger Roger all the time while I was playing a droid army would just give me internal giggles for hours. Oh my god, yeah, that would be fun. That's right up there with uh, getting to voice zero the hut, dude. <laughs> yes, give me that army. I I'm not going to do it on the show, but uh, I'll tell you, I will I will do my best zero impression for days at the table. Oh <laughs> if lord, I get a zero yeah. I... Army. I mean, since since we recorded that episode, that's all I've been thinking about is <laughs> is working on my zero the hut impersonation. You have changed your stance completely on the on that topic, just for yep, zero, simply because of zero the hut. Yep, because ever I mean, ever since I saw that first freaking uh, Clone Wars movie, I said this is the worst character, but I love him <sighs> He's so terrible. much. I saw, I saw a YouTube comment that, that was like, up. I, I saw, I saw a, uh, a uh, YouTube comment that called him Jar Jar the Hutt. And I was like, okay, that's fair. I mean, it's fair, fair and it's accurate. It's true, but he's awesome. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with the weird. Oh, the he's such a slime there. ball. I love how much of a slime ball he is. Anyway, I, <laughs> I, I want to paint him too. And like, I just, I, they, I'm telling you a, a hut. Uh, Hut Cartel Army can could really do it in Armada, and it would be super cool. Please give it to us, Fantasy Flight. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, yeah. Um, all right, we're, we're so far off the rails right now. 
I mean, at least we're still on Star Wars. I mean, but, in, uh, in Fantasy Flight, we're not too far off. In Fantasy Flight. Off. So, I mean, this is this is, this is is two weeks in a row now where somehow at the end of the show, we've ended up talking about Zero the Hut. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that alone is so amazing um, that we've managed to bring that around. Um, but I, I think we should probably back out of this one before we get too far uh, that into, rabbit hole. into Zero. Yeah, and next week, yeah, guys, we... I want to hear about Eden. Eden next week. That's what I want to hear about. I'm setting a tone right now. You guys need to play games. Own models, man. Or talk about previous games. Well, you can still play. Potter, yeah, that's true. Potter hasn't. Yeah. I haven't bought yeah, into yeah. it. I, I had uh-huh. I had other stuff that came up. Uh, like like well, and I had I had a well, and I had, a, well, and I had to buy a new couch. Oh yeah. Yeah, my kids, my kids destroyed my couch. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Good thing, good thing you got a new couch for the for the new dirty dog to lay on. I know he's. Uh, I'm a little worried. He, he's not on the couch anymore. I don't know where he went. <laughs> that means he's eating something somewhere. As long as it's not Ruby, you're okay. No, I think he's in. I think he's in my bed. <laughs> Smart dog. All right. Well, um, let. I guess we'll. I guess we'll wrap this up before we go for two hours again. Um, <sighs> Support us on Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash three men in a war game. Um, again, the hobby hangouts we've been doing are awesome and um, a really great way to stay motivated and painting. Um, we also have, if you're a Patreon patron, depending on, on what level you support, you can help us uh, design our show and talk about what you like to directly to us through the Discord channel. And what you might want to hear about, or or anything like that. So, um, it's it's fantastic. But speaking of the Discord channel, um, you should come join us on there as well because it's a lot of fun to sit around and talk games. Um, and the the link for the Discord will be in the description of the episode, so this way I don't have to read off the weird random numbers. Um, and we're on all the social medias. Three men in a war game. It's the number three, not the word three. If you're if you're looking for us there, uh, good thing about doing that is you can see Chops's amazing painting, uh, and we'll also keep you up to date on Potter's uh, conversion that he's doing. Yeah, he's coming along. Awesome. And then, uh, like we said, we're we're a few steps closer to having the uh, YouTube dream alive. Um. So that's awesome. And and if we get more more Patreon supporters, uh, we'll be able to have a better YouTube channel. And uh, we also like to uh, develop our own website as well. Um, so hopefully through through some Patreon support, we can fund that. But uh, that's that's all that shenanigans. The, the please give us money so we can do things. Um, but we, we might have some non-Patreon ways to support us coming up quite soon as well that we're we're all very excited about um so we'll have some information about that pretty soon uh all right so uh potter last thoughts x-wing legion armada whatever star wars zero the hut uh fantasy fight legion thousand points (laughs) dying on that hill dying on that hill chops Man, I'm just looking at Armada on Amazon, and I hate you guys. 
Yes. <laughs> the shoe is on the other foot now, huh? Yeah. <laughs> It's like the intro to last week's uh, last week's show. Yep. Yeah, this is exactly. a pot and kettle situation for sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and welcome to our nightmare. <laughs> uh, for me, I still love Star Wars more than anything else in the world, and I'm happily surrounded at my hobby desk by Rebel Troopers, ATRTs, a Millennium Falcon, some X Wings, some B Wings, some A Wings. It's like Return of the Jedi on my desk. So I mean, I'm gonna tell. I'll tell your wife what you said. What? That you love Star Wars more than anything else in the world. Dude, I'm going to tell you right now. She'll be like, Shit. yeah, I can see that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> good wife. Good wife. Good That's why wife. She's the best. She knows. Well, I mean, I, I uh, off topic, a little, a little off the rails. I mean, we were, we started dating January of, of 2005. And I think after our second date, I asked her what she was doing on, on May 19th of, of that year. And she was like, that's five months off. I don't know. And I said, well, we're going to see star Wars. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what was, let's see, let's see. Uh, I've been dating my girlfriend now for almost three months and we've already got plans for December for episode, uh, for episode nine. So good. Hopefully they're the same plans I have. Yes, they are. Excellent. Good. The tradition continues. And there will be another addition because there will be an eight-year-old joining us as well, too, for yeah, our now, first one. Now that, now that I am genuinely excited for. Yeah, so am I. So, but, all right. So let's uh, let's finish that. Oh, the, the one last piece of uh, official business to take care of is thank you to Static as a city for the music. Um, but other than that, thanks to everybody for listening. And, and again, Come hang out on the Discord and check out the Patreon. So thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, guys. Because what I was playing was a garbage list because it can't win. Bullshit. Bullshit. I'm going to let fuck up. I'm excited about you guys doing this on camera, especially since I'm like two beers in. I'm just going to make fun of you guys.